Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Shake Sales. I'm your host, Maggie Bloom, the sales evangelist at Mailshake. And today I'm super excited to be talking about LinkedIn, building your personal brand with Tara Horsmeyer. And Tara is the founder at Happy Words. She's been helping executives, companies, and teams build their personal brands via LinkedIn. So I'm super excited to talk with her about that today. Tara, thanks so much for being here. And do you mind introducing yourself? Yay! Thank you for having me. So my name is Tara Horstmeyer, and I'm actually the founder of Happy Words, uh, which is basically me (laughs) doing what I love to do best, which is uh, really helping uh, founders, CEOs, executives, and teams uh, build their brands, build it well on LinkedIn, and also learn the ins and outs of content creation, social selling, and how all of that works together to really just help uh, companies and team members get their word out and get uh, how they can help people and how they can help really uh, people at scale do what they do best. So that's what I get to do day in and day out. Yeah, such a fun position too. Because I mean, I mean, building personal brands and social media, I think LinkedIn is by far my favorite. I think just because maybe I'm a sales rep, there's a lot of us out there. But yeah, it can it can be a lot of fun there too. So. To get into it, you know, back in 2020 is really when you started building your personal brand on LinkedIn. You were an SDR manager at the time. And why do you think that was so important for you to build at that time? Yeah. So I always take people back to this anytime I'm telling, uh, you know, the story of really where I began on LinkedIn, because uh, it actually it did start in 2020 when I came out to start creating content, but my journey actually started about a year before then when in 2019, my CEO at the time just kind of fell backwards into discovering LinkedIn. He chose, you know, like most of us, it had just been a resume holder and, you know, I think he forgot his password or something logged on and was blown away by, I think like a Sarah Brazier post for everybody who remembers her. (laughs) Um, And was like, oh my gosh, this is a content creation platform. No idea. I had no idea. I originally, Mm -hmm. I think, joined LinkedIn in 2008. So as I saw him start uh, understanding LinkedIn, start creating, start meeting people, start engaging in conversations and learning, I was building our SDR department and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a goldmine for just learning. So I spent the first year um, not creating content, not doing a lot of things that people tell you to do, but I just spent that time learning and lurking. I was totally the lurker. Um, but in that time as an SDR, I was developing relationships behind the scenes. I was commenting. I was really building a brand without knowing I was building a brand. You know, I was out there not so much in the, hey, let me become a thought leader. Um, yeah. But I just really wanted to support and learn and understand what LinkedIn was about and so it was in 2020, finally in June, COVID, of course, hit. We were all home. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do I do? And I'm like, well, yeah. it's time for me to start just putting myself out there more. Um, and so in uh, June of 2020 is when I started creating content and went all in of saying, you know what, um, rather than uh, just trying to do things kind of behind the scenes, I really wanted at that time to uh, help people understand um, what I thought, how I thought. Uh, why that mattered to them. But my main goal leading a team was I really wanted to open doors for my SDRs. I knew that my presence as a manager specifically 
wasn't going to be, you know, closing or making the appointments or booking the meetings, but it was going to be, hey, if I can make that knock on the door a little softer and a little Mm -hmm. bit easier to at least open, it's still going to be up to them to walk through, to book the meeting, to have the conversations. But if my presence uh, allows another, allows my SDR to be able to do that easier, then as a leader, all of us just want to make their lives easier and their jobs Mm -hmm. easier doing what we can. So that was really how I approached building it back in 2020. Awesome. And I I love your approach and your journey with LinkedIn, which I feel like is not really the norm as far as like in 2019, you decided like, hey, I'm just going to take in and learn from this. And did you, in the back of your head then, did you think like one day I'll start posting daily on here? Or did you really just think like, no, I just want to like learn how to do this. I just want to learn from other people out here. Like, did you already have that in mind back then? No, I did not plan on posting at all. You know, it's so funny because everybody and even me, you know, says building a personal brand because I think it's just people understand that. But I had no idea what a personal brand was. Yeah. I was just <laughs> literally someone that I'm like, I'm just out here trying to learn. And so when I did, it honestly made it so much easier for me because I didn't have a uh, an end in mind of, I want to become a big thought leader and a big voice and all that. I just wanted to help people. But that is what I learned by just lurking and learning was, oh my gosh, there's so many people out here wanting to do the same. They really just want to help people and then uh, showcase yeah. what we know at scale. And so mm-hmm. I think the bar just kind of was lower for me. Um, but then it became fun. The more I put mm-hmm. myself with comments and conversations, it just became the next logical step. Yeah. Yeah. But it's awesome. It's kind of like you were studying LinkedIn before you even did start building your personal brand. Like, but but like you were saying, you were already doing it, which I think is really important to think about is like, you know, some people start building a whole following just by commenting on people's posts and they get a lot of awareness from there. So like even just being a lurker or someone who's like supporting other people's content, I think is a great way to do it. And I think a lot of people try to do those simultaneously. I know I did where I wanted to, you know, learn more about LinkedIn, but then I just immediately started posting. And after, I mean, I've been doing it for like a year and a half and I feel like it's kind of been a slower growth for me because I've tried like all these different things. And if maybe I had just learned from other people's content out there, it could have been smoother, but Hey, I still have fun with it. It's the way that I did it, (laughs) but I just think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And Yeah. One thing you mentioned, which I think is super important is like you as a sales manager at the time, you wanted to use LinkedIn to open up the doors for your SDRs and your team. And I hear like, obviously I hear sales managers doing that for themselves and then passing over leads. Like I'll even do it for my team, kind of be more on the marketing side. I'll get inbound people and I just am the door opener. Um, Mm -hmm. But I hear sales managers struggle with encouraging their team to be active on LinkedIn. So how do you kind of get employees to buy in and encourage them to start building their personal brand? Yeah. So this is huge and something I completely understand. And I work (laughs) so much in this arena now, but Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that I remind um, sales leaders or when I talk to people is just zoom out a little bit. And actually I always start with them. So I'm like, let's not even focus on the employees and team. What are you doing as a sales manager? Mm -hmm. What are you doing as a leader? Because we know with everything, whether that's going to be with, you know, cold call or prospecting or billing lists or all of that, 
you have to lead by example first yeah. or at least have shown, hey, I've been in the trenches. I've been where you are. And, and LinkedIn is no different. So what mm-hmm. are you doing first and foremost to, you know, put out your brand and to lead the way to encourage them? But ultimately, what I always do from there is say, okay, let's start with you and your wife, but then let's do the same thing with your team. Because I think a lot of times, you know, we come in guns blazing, like, hey, we're going to do this new thing, you know, get up and go build your personal brand. And everybody's like, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? Oh, God, now I have to write something. And oh, I'm terrified because you're going to have so many different team members on Mm -hmm. your team. So what you need to do really is tactically speaking, start with each one of them individually and really start to understand the reasons um, that are going to motivate them and encourage them personally, individually to want to not just post content or do random acts of content, as I call Mm -hmm. it, but really understand like, hey, you know, uh, Maggie may want to build her brand because she really wants to become a sales leader one day. She wants to put her thoughts out. So she might need Mm -hmm. to focus a little wider. Well, Joe might want to build his because he actually wants to land every client in the book. He wants to exceed. He wants to um, have conversations in the DM. So that's going to be his motivating. Everybody's going to have a different reason for why. But and then what you do is you start encouraging them to post based on what's in it for them. So always encouraging their individual motivation and goals uh, and, and understand that collectively. But then once you've got that established, you know what your teams are, then there's some really cool tactical things you can do to say, okay, now that I kind of know how everyone ticks, I do Mm -hmm. things like set up a Slack channel or set up an internal communication channel. Start, Mm -hmm. and you have, again, got to lead the way as a manager on this. Start a challenge of, you know, let's post every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for 30 Mm -hmm. days. And whoever, you know, sticks with this gets some kind of reward. Um, And then always, always encourage publicly, especially when you're asking them to do something as public as post on LinkedIn and post their thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Encourage them in Slack, say great job, but then also make sure that you're commenting on their LinkedIn posts, that you're bringing more to the table, that you're doing this as a team collectively to really encourage people. Mm -hmm. And then, um, of course, things that you can do is help give them prompts, give them feedback, give them structure and a strategy for what to post. Otherwise, they're going to wake up every day just kind of spinning their you know, wheels. Yeah. And, I don't know what to say today or what do I do? <laughs> you know, so the more you can do that and set them up before you start to build an internal advocacy program, the better it's going to be for everyone and the more enjoyable it will be for everyone because people will not sustain any kind of advocacy program if they don't receive a benefit for it. So you've really yeah. got to begin with the end in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said in the beginning, figuring out that why. I mean, and, and that's something managers should be instilling in their reps in general. Like, you know, why do you want to be an SDR? Where do you want to take this from here? And it's no different with LinkedIn, especially when it is something so public. And I think that's kind of like the difference in where it becomes hard as a manager. It's like, you know, posting on LinkedIn can have all this, these great benefits. Like we've seen them mm-hmm. both together. And I think it's, you know, it's one thing to help encourage reps to do that, but it is so public. It's not like saying, Hey, like, you know, send out this cold email or today we're doing X amount of cold calls because it is a different realm. It's like their name out there, everything in their background and things like that. So I feel like it does become a bit trickier, but like you said, I mean, there's ways to do it. And I think starting out with the why before anything Mm -hmm. is helpful. And then also, yeah, just explaining maybe like the person who's leading this, Hey, these are the results that I've gotten, or this is something a team has done. Um, where they've succeeded from there, I think could be a good place to start there too, just like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But so, and if someone is going to go through and start encouraging someone to build their personal brand as an SDR or AE, you know, what are some do's and don'ts when getting, deciding to get serious about it? Yeah. So I always start, like you were saying, with the why and start with a strategy. You know, I think that mm-hmm. a lot of people just come in, they're like, again, this is the new thing, or we should start posting, or I've seen this company have results because now their, you know, employees are yeah. posting or their SDRs are A's. So making sure that you as a leader have a clear strategy to start with, knowing like mm-hmm. everything, you're going to reevaluate, you're going to pivot, you're going to make adjustments as you go, but really coming at it as, again, what's a strategy, what's in it for them and reminding mm-hmm. your team like, hey, you take your brand with you wherever you go. You know, yeah. you already have a brand. We're just shining it externally. So mm-hmm. uh, encouraging them to walk, you know, crawl, walk, run. So start <laughs> commenting, start finding their public voice. They most likely have a private voice, but Mm -hmm. allowing them to use that uh, publicly, Um, encouraging them to build and engage in the DMs and build genuine relationships. This is what I think people miss the most. And this is what makes it for most of us in sales who are relational beings. We love to build networks. We love to meet other SDRs or other sales leaders, but really hone in on the networking benefits of it because it makes it fun to see your friends basically on LinkedIn, which they do. They become your friends. Remember, it's a long game, you know, so that's another do. And then do find the sustainable. I always recommend starting with a sprint just to build a habit like anything else. Just get it going. Get out there. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to connect. So anytime you can set those up just like to start with, you're going to yeah. have so much more uh, success. But the don'ts are also reminding your team, don't do things like obviously pitch slapping people, you know, the second yeah. that you connect. Um but also don't compare your journey to anyone else's. And this mm-hmm. is so easy to do on social media. You'll see someone totally. who's, you know, an SDR big voice or this. Remember, they've most likely been doing this for a long time or they have the mm-hmm. benefit of having potentially a CEO or an executive on their team who has led the way before them. Yeah. Who's commenting on their stuff and bringing in a lot of voice and a lot of attention. So, yes, they may have only been posting for a month and it seemed to have, you know, 100 likes or whatever comments. <laughs> but they have other benefits most likely too uh, behind the scenes that you're just not aware of. So just remember it's a long game. Don't take yourself too seriously and build connections through your content more than anything else. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Those are amazing. And you're right. I never even thought about it that way. Of, Cause I mean, we, I've fallen into comparison, like being an SEO or trying to start posting on LinkedIn. And I thought that too, like, Oh my gosh, there's people at these bigger brands. And I'm like, well, you know, they just work at a bigger brand where everyone at their company has already started posting and, you know, I'm the one spearheading the LinkedIn part of this. So of course it's going to be slower for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love that you said that too. And and just focusing on your own journey. And one thing I always tell people at Mailshake is, you know, just start posting at first, because even if it's bad, like no one's going to read it anyways, <laughs> at first. I mean, like if you get four likes, that's four people who probably took the time to read it and like it. And there's probably not a lot of other people viewing it. So, cause I, I look back at some of the content that I've done and I'm like, Oh, that was so embarrassing, <laughs> but I don't care. Cause I'm like, no one knew me back then. So <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Nobody's focused on you. You know, we all think that, but it's like, everybody's <laughs> thinking about themselves. More than, and you're right. It's like, when you look at it, it's like those things that pom- bomb or the posts that don't do great. It's like, well, nobody saw it. Like, that's kind of good. So it's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. And one thing I just had a question on of the do's, you said start out with like a sprint. So what do you mean by that exactly? 
So that's like a challenge that you've got internally mm-hmm. with your team. Let's say that you are even like a buddy or you and your team, you know, want to start posting. So I definitely think set up that Slack channel or something where you can help encourage each other, but then aim to do a 30 day, 60 day, something like that, where, hey, mm-hmm. we are going to commit for this short season and yeah. uh, we're going to post every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or every day mm-hmm. or something, or we're going to engage or whatever it is that makes sense for you and your team or you and your, you know, your sprint. Mm-hmm. But having a season where you're saying, I'm going to commit because it's so easy to dabble. It is yeah. not easy <laughs> yeah. disciplined, <laughs> but having something like that and having rewards and having a contest and fun just like we, we sales, we love that kind of stuff. So yeah. make, it, make it a friendly competition or fun, but has set aside a sprint just and knowing that your whole goal is to get in the habit. It's not about, you know, any big end game or result. All of that's icing on the cake. I mm-hmm. said just to get in the, the habit and doing that for 30, 60 days is a great way to start. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, it's so easy to dabble in LinkedIn. I think a lot of us are guilty of doing that at first. And it doesn't really do much for us. So I think starting out with that sprint sprint, and having like days in mind where that could really give you some grounds to start building a personal brand there too. Yeah. Cool. And one thing that you said, which I think is super important and something I've talked about with other people too, it's like, you know, when your company is encouraging you to post on LinkedIn, I think it's such a great thing because yeah, of course, this is your brand that you take with you anywhere else. Like, if I wanted to work at any other company besides Mail Shake or, you know, start applying to places that really, you know, kind of gives me an upper hand, maybe compared to some other people out there. So with, you know, sales reps building their brands on LinkedIn, do you feel like that might be something hiring managers look for when they're hiring, let's say their next SDR, AE, or even, you know, looking for a leadership position? Yes, absolutely. So I think that we can all attest to it's it's not similar to what I was saying when I was in the uh, manager role. You know, I don't mm-hmm. at all think, hey, this is going to land you the job. It may. Yeah. So we definitely heard some people that are like, this is all I need. I've seen you. I've seen the way you mm-hmm. think. I've seen what you post. Like, it's yours kind of thing. That's that's mm-hmm. more rare. But what I think it's going to yeah. do is it's going to open the door and put you at the front of the line, especially when you're compared to a stack of potentially great reps, but they don't know much more about publicly than they do, uh, you know, you who have been putting yeah. thoughts, putting your brand out there. And really, mm-hmm. again, your brand is just the way you think, what, you know, what you think, why you think it and how you think. So, and why that matters to other people. So when you really bring that down, uh, sales, I mean, more and more hiring managers are going to see, Hey, do they have these kind of communication skills? Do they have these yeah. kind of thinking skills? Are they engaging? Are they just comment, you know, posting something and run away? So it can hurt you too uh, when you're thinking about yeah. this. But for the majority of people, that's not going to be the case. It's going to actually help you. But as long as you are thinking through, okay, what are the, the strategic sides of building this, you know, to get this certain kind of role, then creating content around that. So you can absolutely end up landing yourself a really great opportunity just by building a brand. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, like you said, it's not like it's immediately going to get someone, you know, a job, but it's building one more thing than just passing over someone a resume or, you know, and there's all these different things that sales reps can do to make themselves stand out. But I think it's just another way of doing it. Like I remember when I first graduated college, people were like, Hey, don't just send a resume, like send them your personal website. And like, you know, something like that, that you've been building something or the projects that you've been doing on there. And I remember that was a big thing, but I feel like 
yeah, LinkedIn is one of those things. It's like, Hey, now that, and a lot of even just application sections are like, Hey, put your LinkedIn here from, from what I've heard from people too. So it's like super important. And just one of those things that's going to help you stand out more. And like you said, a a stack of a bunch of resumes. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think the biggest thing to remember is that a lot of jobs these days, especially in the SDR uh, or even a that there's going to be social selling involved in that. And so yeah. for you to understand, hey, this is this is something I want to master and can master. And mm-hmm. we're now seeing more roles being evolved and created to include these evangelism titles, economy yeah. titles, community. So you can almost say, hey, I'm almost the master of my you know destiny here. Yeah. The more if you fall in love with it and it feels genuine and unique, you mm-hmm. know, you could bring other gifts and other skills to the table. But one thing as I was kind of thinking about this too is to make sure as you do, uh, you know, build your brand online and that you're creating content and practicing and writing on LinkedIn, that you're not neglecting your skills offline, because that's Mm -hmm. something that is so important for us all to remember, especially now that we're kind of back in the world and opening up, (laughs) is that the best sellers that I know are using LinkedIn as an opportunity to highlight what they're already doing internally, but they're shining Mm -hmm. that light externally, but also honing their skills, networking, in person or over Zoom or having those conversations. And that will only make you better doing the things off um, online if you're doing them off, um, sorry, offline as well. Yeah. That you're doing online. So just making sure that, you know, you're not just saying, okay, I'm going to neglect everything else just to build a brand on LinkedIn, but actually mm-hmm. making sure it's just a reflection of all the networking, mentoring conversations and learning that you're doing in real life too, because you're going to bring all of that EQ and IQ right into your LinkedIn persona yeah. and it'll feel even more genuine and open you up to so many more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, where are we getting that knowledge to really build ourselves at this brand on LinkedIn too? Most of that's coming from offline if we're doing it right and, you know, consuming some of that too and having those conversations or networking, you know, that's always a great place of, I see so many posts of, Hey, had a conversation with so-and-so the other day and we mm-hmm. talked about X, Y, and Z. So yeah, I think that's that's super important. And you brought up a good point of like making sure that, you know, on and offline, you know, we're learning these different skills. And one skill that I think, you know, that is pretty underrated for SDRs, but I think is super important is copywriting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I find that there's a little bit of like a lack of training for it, or I don't feel like there's been a lot of emphasis on SDRs to get better at that type of skill. So Do you feel like that's something managers should help focus SDRs get better at? Or do you feel like it's something SDRs should really just take upon themselves to learn more about? Well, I think anytime that you can, uh, you know, compliment what's already happening training wise yourself. I mean, first Mm -hmm. and foremost, I believe that everybody's a leader. It's something I get flagged about, but it's true because you're always leading yourself, number one. Mm -hmm. So if if writing is a part of your job and let's face it, we're not doing any less communication (laughs) these days. So whether you're creating scripts or videos or you're speaking mm-hmm. or you're working on your demo or your pitch or all of that, it all involves writing. And I, mm-hmm. fun fact, I'm actually a writer. <laughs> I took yeah. a hard write into sales, um, <laughs> but that's my, that's my degree is in journalism and as an editor and that's my mm-hmm. training. So I kind of came into it and I actually fell almost backwards into sales. But a lot of people now kind of do the, they're like, okay, I'm in sales. Oh, wait, now I get to be a writer too. I didn't yeah. sign up for this. Mm-hmm. But when we really think about all that we do day in and day out, everything comes back to communicating well and writing is the foundational cornerstone of that. So even if yeah. you're not given necessarily training, 
definitely go out and find the resources to help you. Obviously, writing on LinkedIn, it makes you clarify your thinking. Writing, Mm -hmm. uh, there's tons of writing courses that you can take. But the number one thing that managers should encourage, um, in addition to any kind of course or any kind of external thing, is to allow your team to write, to allow them to Mm -hmm. fail, to give them a target, but then allow them target practice. And it's a skill that is going to get better over time, but it doesn't get better on its own over time. Mm -hmm. It gets better with evaluation. So if I'm a manager, I want my SDRs to write. I want to give them the frameworks, but also practice. Say, hey, let's, you know, work on this email sequence or let's work on this pitch or let's, you know, break these down and absolutely encourage them, but also allowing them to take ownership as 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 they grow in their yeah. understanding, you know, obviously not on the first day, um, <laughs> if that's not their thing, if they're not building it, um, mm-hmm. but allowing them to do it, to try to fail and then receive that, feedback, you know, and then share that with each other in the team. Because when you have an open learning environment, they're automatically going to start writing a lot more. And so, and then also giving them responsibility, you know, asking them maybe to write, uh, you know, some outlines for a team meeting that you're going to, or, Hey, can you write this deck? Or can you help me write these kind of things? So start Mm -hmm. giving them other opportunities to step up and write, then mm-hmm. that's going to translate into them being able to do that more and more and bring more of their writing success to their role, which is almost everything we do starts with writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love how you said, you know, give them the opportunity to do it. And I think we've all maybe been on sales teams before where we're given kind of like a script or emails that have worked really, really well for you know, the number one rep on the team or something or someone who's booked the most meetings with it. And I just feel like, you know, it's always good to start with like playbooks of, Hey, this is how a really good framework of an email should be written, but giving your team to actually do that, because I think it makes SDRs in general. And I've been in the position before, but it makes them feel like they have like more of a say of what they're doing too. When it comes to scripts, LinkedIn, social selling, writing emails, it's like, okay, wow, my manager trusts me of like writing this email. And again, you have target practice because my emails were not good at the time, but I think it's important to start that early on so that they feel like they're growing in that position. They're getting better, better with writing. And I think it can almost be like a hindrance if, you know, they're just kind of given a script or given an email that's worked for someone else. So, and of course there's balance in between there, but I think it's so important that they actually are the ones that starting to write and practice that too. Absolutely. And I think you nailed it with ownership. You know, they're going yeah. to have ownership and it gives them a chance to infuse their personality and infuse mm-hmm. some fun things about them that just make sending those emails, having those responses. So also we all know when we've gotten an email and then you get a response back and you're like, whoa, this feels like a completely different person <laughs> who sent me the original email. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so it allows them to feel like, hey, I'm connected to this, you know, to mm-hmm. this email, to this communication going out and it feels good and it feels genuine. And then sharing that with the rest of the team is also mm-hmm. just one of the ways to stoke that self-leadership and give the confidence that they need because a writing skill is something that they will take for the rest of their lives and is one of the foundational yeah. keys that will help them grow in their career. Totally. Yeah, you completely nailed it. And I think, yeah, having that ownership, being able to share with the team and, you know, and I think it gives that that role, you know, importance too, because yeah, it's it's easy to feel like you're kind of just a number on an SDR team and it's the first place where you're starting out and 
and things like that. But like when you're actually given the free reins to have creativity in your role, I think it, it makes it a lot more fun than, you know, just going in there every day, doing all the tasks and KPIs that you need to, and then coming out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But awesome. Well, Tara, thank you so much for for going through that and talking with Mm -hmm. us a little bit about, you know, your experience with LinkedIn, how you help teams out there. um, And then also your experience with copywriting and, you know, just coming from a background of being a writer too, which I think is such an amazing skill to have in sales. But, um, you know, where can people learn more from you, learn more about happy words too? Yeah. So of course, find me on LinkedIn. I think I'm the only <laughs> there, horse there is. And then uh, my website is happywordsell.com. And uh, I'll be actually unveiling some new fun packages for 2023 to specifically help sales teams and teams do this exact thing. So look for more. Awesome. Super excited. Yeah. You're helping teams out there and it's not always the easiest thing to start building your personal <laughs> brand. <laughs> can feel a bit uncomfortable, but, um, but fun at the end of the day too, because I know we both had fun doing this, but mm-hmm. Tara, thank you so much. And thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Shake Sales. We'll see you next time. Bye. Yay.